Welcome back to Viking 360, another episode, Rube, and uh, Viking sports appear to be inching closer and closer. We got a good show this week. I had a chance to chat with former Viking shortstop and multi-sport athlete Brody Boyce and also uh, Viking skipper Shane Casta. We had a talk about what's coming up baseball season. And uh, also, Rube, there were some guidelines that you and I will talk about that were released for uh, fan participation in the upcoming seasons. Yeah, and I had a chance to talk with uh, Luke Miller. He'll be a, a senior on the Viking wrestling team uh, this season, and uh, I talked with Nikki Randolph, one of the all-time greats with Lady Viking Basketball, who went on to star at Glenville State College. She was an all-state basketball player for the Lady Vikings in the 80s, and then she went on to star at Glenville State, where she's the all-time assist leader. Now she's a certified public accountant in Charleston. Here's Mike Rubin's chat with Nikki Randolph. We're talking with one of the trendsetters in Ripley High girls basketball. Her name is Nikki Randolph, and she was uh, one of the um, top stars in the early years of Ripley basketball, playing in the 80s. And uh, Nikki, thank you so much for joining us on the uh, podcast. Thanks for having me. So uh, tell us about what it was like to play basketball at Ripley High in the 1980s. Uh, it, it was a wonderful time. There weren't, you know, that many years of women's basketball uh, prior to the time that we were playing. So, you know, we were kind of trendsetters. We had a, a teams before us that you could look up to some of those uh, girls that played, and like Sherry Hunt and Phyllis Chancy and all that crew, and it was really fun to watch them. And, just, and to get to play was just, it, it was a lot of fun. And we had a good group. A wonderful group of teammates and friends, and, and we went through all those games and different sports together, and with it being just so new, it, it was just, it was a really good time, and Coach Kenny Swisher there at the time as well. Coach Kenny Swisher now is a very successful softball coach at Ripley High, but at that time, he was directing the basketball program. Nikki, I know uh, basketball has played an important role in in your family, beginning with your late father, uh, Charlie Randolph. He was a, a basketball player for the Vikings, and then continued on uh, with your brother, Rod. Yeah, so I, I mean, I played with my family all the time. My dad and my brother. My dad was always in the summer rec leagues and going over for open gyms with all the men. So I was always always around basketball, and uh, my cousin was Randy Anderson, who also played for Ripley, so we were even at a really young age, I was always going to Ripley basketball games, so so to be, end up being a part of it, yeah, that was, that was really neat, and it was just, a, it was a good experience all the way around. And Nikki, basketball uh, for, for women in the 80s, uh, was not the same as basketball is today for the women's teams. and There were some changes there, so tell us about the major changes. Well, when uh, we played, and that's what's kind of interesting, is when we played uh, for Ripley, we were kind of in the transition periods between whenever I was at Ripley and then I went to Glenville. Uh, you know, whenever we were in high school, we played with the men's ball, so now, you know, the women play with the smaller ball. And then also, you know, there was no three-point line at that time. 
So, you know, we had a we had a lot of good shooters on our team that uh, could have had a lot more points uh, had they had they had the three-point line at that time, but uh, that wasn't the case. We had a lot of really, really good players on our team, and, and that we were very successful just for, you know, being a smaller town. Who were some of your teammates that uh, that were part of the starting lineup with you, Nikki? We had the uh, Lanham sisters were a big part of it, Sandy and Denisa, and, and then we had uh, Laura Hot was always a part of that, and then the younger crew that was coming up, you know, after after uh, I was getting to be older with the senior group was like the Tammy Bergmans and Melanie Puzz, that crew. So just a lot of good talent, you know, all around. And one of the major changes was basketball was not a winter sport at that time, and uh, that made a difference in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, temperature around the gymnasium. Oh yeah, it was a pressure cooker, and there was uh, no way to cool off once <laughs> once you got started. That it, uh, I think it helped with conditioning a lot too. If you think back about it, that. It was uh, always extremely hot, and you always had to have a lot of water. But you know, at that time, there was long lines at the at the water fountain, so that's Nick, how we dealt with it. Nikki, you chose uh, Glenville State College. Was uh, I'm assuming that was a uh, a good decision on your part because you certainly uh, made an impact with the pioneers. Oh yes, I I, I really think it was one of the better decisions uh, that I made in my life. Um, I had, you know, built-in support system when I went there, and I had the fact that, uh, like I said, my cousin was Randy Anderson, and he, he knew the coaches up there, so he had talked with them, and then, so I, I felt comfortable, and which was a big thing for me, and going up and uh, just having having that built-in support system day one when you walk on campus, because you have your teammates that naturally become your friends, it, it just... It continued that kind of feeling, you know, going from high school to college. And you sort of, sort of, um, have the uh, assist uh, leadership there in a number of categories: a career assist, a single season assist, and I believe that your that was your senior year and your junior year. I believe is the second highest uh, total for assist at Glenville State. Yeah, really, you know, there were so many talented people just like in high school on my college team. And, you know, we had, we we were at the top of the conference there, especially late in my career in Glenville all of the time. And it really, really started to run where Glenville State has been a, a really a force in the, in the you know, what's the Mountain East Conference now, but was West Virginia Conference then. Um, and so kind of makes it easy to have a lot of assists when you have a lot of great teammates and, and one of those is another Jackson County person, Kim Grill, uh, who was is one of the best players to ever play at Ravenswood. You know, was on our team and, you know, she was unstoppable underneath and so yes, it's kind of a lot easier to get a lot of assists when you have have a lot of talent. And that's what we had. And you had a special team your senior year as a pioneer, you were telling me. Yes, uh, so we, we went to the, the national championships. We won uh, West Virginia Conference, won the playoff, and went to the national uh, playoffs out in St. Louis. Unfortunately, we lost our first game out there because we had to play the number one seed, but it was 
it was something that uh, I won't forget. It was something that you kind of work for. Unfortunately, you know, like at Ripley, we tried so hard, but we could never get past, like, the Parkersburg teams and get to the state tournament. So it just felt good to finally get over that hump and, and be able to, um, you know, make it to, to that level or to the national championship level. Nikki, what was your major at Glenville, and how did that lead to your, your current uh, profession? Um, my major was accounting, and uh, I followed in my dad's footsteps with doing that, and so did my brother. And my mom is in the finance area, who I should mention is a huge sports fan as well. Um, and so I went into accounting, and my father was CPA, I'm a CPA, and worked for an accounting, uh, in the accounting group for an oil and gas company, Greylock Energy, here in Charleston. And how long have you, have you been with that company, Nikki? Ever since I graduated from uh, Glendale, so like 31 years. That's great. That's great. Nikki, thank you so much uh, for spending time with us and for sharing uh, your story of time with the Lady Vikings and the Lady Pioneers. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, I uh, look forward to watching all the future success for all the women that come out of Berkeley. This multi-sport athlete at Ripley High School is now looking to man the middle infield for the baseball team at West Virginia Tech. Here's Golden Bear, Brody Boyce. Welcome back inside Viking 360, joined now by a former Viking and now a baseball player at West Virginia Tech, Brody Boyce. Brody, thanks for being with me. Thank you for having me. So what's life like uh, right now for you as a uh, baseball player getting ready to, to start uh, a season for the first time in a couple of years, as you missed your senior year at Ripley High School, uh, I'm sure you're itching to get back out there and play some baseball. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot of working out and a lot of hitting and ground balls, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get back ready to play. So, how tough? I'm ready for how, it. how tough has it been for you to to not be able to get out there and compete? Uh, in games for for such a long stretch of time i mean it's not been that bad but obviously i'm ready to play because just practicing is never just fun you gotta (laughs) you gotta play to get get the results you were looking for now, you made the decision uh, to go down to Tech last summer. Uh, I believe it was between Fairmont State, uh, West Virginia State. I believe Rio Grande was in there. Uh, what made that the choice for you to head down the turnpike? Um, just the coaches, they seem more interested. They – they have more communication with me and they just seem like they wanted me to come down there more than the other schools. So assuming you're probably going to be a middle infielder like you were at Ripley high school, one of the best to come through there. Uh, as far as I've seen you and Chris Jordan were, were fantastic shortstops at uh, Ripley high school. Uh, is that the same role you, you look to play for the golden bears? Thank you. And yeah, uh, I've been playing a lot of shortstop and second base, and in the fall I did do some outfield, but not. What's the biggest difference going from high school to college uh, baseball? 
Uh, the pitching. The pitching I've seen here is definitely increased from anyone I played in high school, but uh, it's an adjustment I've you just have to make. So it's not. How's school going for you? I know you're a good student at Ripley High School, and I know it's very important to you. Uh, to get that degree, what are you majoring in and how are your classes going so far? Um, I'm majoring in physical education, I'm trying to be a physical therapist, and my classes are going pretty good. They're not too hard. I only got five classes right now, and today I've only got two. So, so your first baseball game terrible. coming up pretty soon, right? And at the next week or so? Actually, our first games got canceled, the ones down in Georgia. But uh, I think we're playing in a couple weeks. Like the You're week going – Mike Rubin actually told me, he's like, they're going to play their first baseball game before Ripley plays its first basketball game. So <laughs> kind, of, kind of strange times right now. <laughs> and we're excited to see what's in store for you down there, man. We hope to, to keep in touch with you and – uh, we'll certainly be following uh, your career as it moves forward down there at West Virginia Tech. Viking wrestling season will begin on March 3rd with four home matches, beginning with George Washington and Herbert Hoover. Here's Mike Rubin's chat with Viking senior Luke Miller. Our guest on Viking 360 is Ripley High School senior wrestler Luke Miller. Luke, thanks for being with us. Hey Luke, wrestling is a very demanding sport and I know at one time in your career you also endeavored in the sport of football and the sport of baseball but you decided to focus your attention on the demanding sport of wrestling. What is it about the sport that you find appealing? Uh, I just think it's a sport with uh, a lot of brotherhood. You got your teammates always there for you and it's a really hard sport. You got to put a lot of effort into it and uh, Look, wrestling is a little bit different sport in that you not only uh, have to be concerned about your competition, but you also have to watch your weight. So how have you evolved uh, weight classes uh, through your high school career, and where do you see yourself being as a senior? Well, as a freshman, I was 113 pounds, and I was kind of little. Uh, sophomore year, 126, grew a little bit. And then junior year, I started off the season at 126 as well. And then went up to uh, 132, like towards regionals. And then, you know, this year, my weight's a little bit up. I'm weighing about 140-something. So, either 138 or 132 this year. So, how much weight will you have to drop between now and the the beginning of the season? Uh, around 10 pounds, 8 pounds around there. Look, last year, uh, I know during the state tournament, you, you came so close. You have to place in the top six in the state of West Virginia among the AAA res wrestlers uh, to to be considered a placer. Um, is that your goal this year, to get over that hump and and get up in the placings? Yeah, that's, that's my main goal is, uh, is the place this year. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to top three. I mean, if I can, if I can win it, I'll go for it. But... Uh, in the past past few years, I've been one match away from placing the state tournament. They called the ball rounds. I've lost the ball rounds three times in a row. Two of those times were in overtime, and I'm just 
And look, I know you've wrestled uh, since middle school and probably before, but what have been some of the highlights for you as a competitive wrestler? Uh, some of the highlights, uh, definitely regional finals. That was a big one. We got our teammates there. Uh, WCZ, I've played some WCZ several times. Um, that's always, it's always fun. That's about it. I mean, state tournament, always make it to the state tournament. You know, at that state tournament, uh, the atmosphere of walking out on that mat at the opening ceremony is something unlike uh, any other high school sport. Yeah, it surely is. It's definitely, definitely out there. I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of nerves going through you and everything. Now, look, you're a senior this year, so have you thought about uh, what your plans might be beyond your days at, at uh, Ripley High? Uh, I plan on attending West Lib. Uh, I got a schedule in the West Lib. I'm not sure if I'm going to wrestle there, but, you know, it's whatever happens, happens. And take one day at a time. Hey, and if, you, if you're if you at West Lib and you do wrestle, you'll have a couple of uh, former Viking uh, teammates up there. I know Chance Morgan and Chase Morgan uh, are right in the thick of things for their conference championships coming up. Both of them uh, currently have records of six wins and no losses. So they're having great seasons for the Hilltoppers. Yeah, they definitely are. And they're a third big role model to me. I look up to them and, you know, one day I want to be like them and wrestle up there. Luke, thank you for talking with me, and good luck this season in your quest for that state championship. Thank you. Rube, as the spring-slash-winter sports are kind of combined and they're quickly approaching, it's going to be busy times at Ripley High School, and we're going to have basketball on both boys and girls side we're going to have wrestling uh, and then baseball and track all those kind of meshing in together it's going to be a busy time you know that health center down at ripley high school is going to be a very busy place in the month of march in in particular because you're going to have uh, somebody playing down there either wrestling boys or girls basketball just about every evening and they released some guidelines too rube i think that also uh will give a little bit of clarity to fans it looks like Basically, family members, parents, people that, that maybe the, the athlete live with uh, are going to be the people that are going to be allowed to attend. And then there are also guidelines for only home cheerleaders as well. I noticed, yeah, they're also restricting the number of cheerleaders that you're going to have for each game. So uh, I'm not sure how they'll choose to handle that. Maybe they'll have certain cheerleaders for the girls' team and certain cheerleaders uh, for the Vikings. But I'm sure they'll get it taken care of. Either way, I'm looking forward to getting back. I know you and I both missed the opportunity to be down there. It's about time. It's been a while. After missing the entire baseball season last year due to COVID-19, Ripley skipper Shane Casto is ready to get back on the diamond. All right, welcome back. It's that Viking 360. Joined now by Viking baseball, I'm going to call you skipper, instead of coach, <laughs> manager, Shane Casto. Shane, thanks for being with me. Hey, Brian, thanks for having me. Before we get started, uh, I got some hard-hitting questions for you here real quick. Okay. All right. And, and I need you to explain this to me because it's always been baffling. Okay. You got basketball, football, uh, you name the sport, they call them coach. Right. right. Baseball, you're a skipper or you're a manager. 
Why Good question. That? I have no idea. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. I, I really, I have no clue. I, I I've always heard that my whole life, and I, I've called, you know, coaches skippers myself or managers, and, and I really don't know. Maybe the most baffling question I'm getting ready to hit you with Uh-oh. is you wear full uniform the players are wearing. Now, yes, we're the why, only sport that does that. Why does Coach Parsons not wear a basketball uniform and then Coach Sayer in full pads? Well, I, I, you know, even better than that, maybe Coach Smith it, uh, putting a wrestling single back <laughs> on. That might be entertaining as well, you know. I, I hope he doesn't get mad at me saying that. But it, it could be entertaining for uh, some of us that – are not in playing shape right now. I'm, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would sign off on that. <laughs> Coach, uh, it's been a long time, man, since you've been on the diamond, and no there's kidding. there's still a lot of uh, conjecture and what ifs and uh, scenarios that uh, I think you're probably worn out with playing through in your mind. Uh, but as of right now, you are set up to start practicing in March. Correct? Yes. Middle March. Yes. March 15th, we're, we are uh, supposed to start practice officially. What has this been like uh, without you having a season last year and then and going through all of this? Uh, obviously, you're the defensive coordinator of football, so, so that's kept you occupied. But, you know, baseball is, is I think, fair to say where your heart is. So uh, how has it been for you not having that in your life? It, there's a void it, it's there there's some emptiness there you know and I mean I I'll be honest I'm human you know last spring you know not having a season that was you know you just don't know what to do with yourself you know I've been in a dugout either playing coaching some sometimes both uh over the years since I was three years old and it there was there was something missing and now like I said I'm human I'm not going to lie. I, I got to be home in the spring with my family and my kids. And we got to do some things that, you know, of course, limited, but, uh, you know, that we don't usually get to do in the springtime, which was nice. You know, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I, I miss so much stuff, you know, doing, you know, coaching all these years. And I miss not having that day-to-day practice plan, game plan, scouting reports, you know, all of that stuff. But, it was nice to get to spend a little time with my family too, that, like I said, I don't usually get to do at that time of year, but you know, it's, it'll be two, uh, two years, 367 days, I think to be exact um, from the last time we were on uh, Viking parks field and to the, to the first time we get on it this year. And it's, I I don't know the term I could use to, to justify what it, what it feels like to me. And I'm sure it's even worse for the kids, but like uh, other than just something, something's missing, you know, and baseball has been my whole life. Um, you know, I, I, I joke with my kids and my wife a lot that, you know, there's some things that I know, but without a doubt, the one thing that I know God blessed me with was I, I know a little bit of baseball and I like to talk baseball Everything else, I, I'm not a very good writer. I, I don't like to read. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't right. mind math a little bit because I can figure in some statistics, you know. But yeah. uh, but yeah. other than that, I, I know baseball, and that's that's what I like to do. And I think that's what God put me on earth to do was was be around the game of baseball. And and not having it, it 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 hurts. And, and it uh, like I said, there's some. It's it's empty. You know, something's missing. So you could. Ruben, I talked about this last week, but. You could have played Stratomatic baseball, right? You're old yeah, we, enough, to, we, you're old yeah, enough to remember we that. Could right? have, we could have pulled that back out. Yeah, that might have been a lot of fun. <laughs> how how much have you missed your players? I know you talk about your immediate family, but when you're a coach, 
uh, on any level at any capacity, your players kind of become your family as well. They, they do. They're, they're, you know, just like my, my own kids. And, you know, sometimes they think that we don't like them because <laughs> we get right. on them. But, <laughs> right. uh, you know, we, we feel like it, 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 you hug them when they need hugged, you kick them when they need kicked, you know, and right. um, it, not having, being able to have those conversations, you know, you, you hear a lot of things about their lives, you know, some stuff you don't want to hear, you know, maybe mom and dad going through something, you know, whatever, yeah. but there's a lot of things, you know, a lot of nights I can remember over the years, you know, we get back from a trip somewhere, we go to the locker room, we, you know, put the equipment up, the boys get changed to get their stuff and they get ready to leave. Well, the next thing you know, we're sitting there and we're laughing and we're telling stories and it's 45 minutes or an hour later and their parents are in the parking lot wondering what the heck's taking them so long. Right, right. But, but you, you just, they get to see then the human side of us, you know, sure. the, the, I hate to use the term father figure, but I mean, we're, we're around them so much. We're like a second dad to them, you know, and, and we get to, to joke and cut up a little bit and, and have some fun with them and, you know, things that we don't generally get to do on the field or in the dugout, you know, cause it's either practice or game and it's serious then, you know, so, but not having them around you know, again, it's, it's just like some of my kids that are, you know, I'm not getting to see them as often either. And, you know, we, we care about them so much and try to do the best we can for them and provide, you know, nice equipment, nice field, you know, best we can for them. And, you know, just, I, I miss just some of those conversations and, and, getting to know them a little better, a little deeper than what, you know, outside of baseball. So the revision of the revision of the revised schedule of the revision, <laughs> when in the world is uh, the first pitch at Viking Park going to be thrown out? Well, the, actually, the first pitch this year is actually going to be thrown out at Ravenswood. We're going to go there uh, April 12th is the first day we're allowed to play in of course, that generally would be about the middle of our season or, or close thereabout. And uh, but we're actually going to be there um, on April 12th. And then I think the first pitch at home will be. And again, I don't have the schedule in front of me. I think it's either April 16th or 17th, which is that following Friday or Saturday. Um, and I think I believe it's Lincoln County coming to town is who we've got first at home. You're going to have some you're going to have some overlap, coach. You're going to have probably a few guys that play basketball or, or do uh, maybe wrestling or whatever that maybe play baseball as well. How is that going to work out? Yeah, We've uh, myself, coach Parsons. Um, I've not got to actually talk to coach Smith yet, but uh, Mr. Frazier, Mr. Lowe, we're actually going to have 10 kids, five basketball and five wrestlers that I know of for sure. Um, you know, there may be another one here or there, something I don't know about yet, but um, we have, we have 10 kids that are going to overlap and, wow. You know, and I hope they go and, and they win and, and, you know, the wrestlers go to the state tournament and, and win the whole thing. Same with basketball. Um, you know, the bad part of that, if for me, selfishly speaking, if basketball goes to the state tournament, it's not till the first week of May. So, but at the end of the day, with everything going on right now, you know, if I'm tickled to death, first off, that we're getting to play, you know, we're going to have kids at practice every day. We're going to have kids at the game every day. And if it's not, all of them, you know what, we'll have nine of them. We're going to put a line up together and we're going to go play. And, and when those guys that overlap, when they get back, you know, they'll jump right in and do what they can and, and help us out wherever they can and in, in whatever uh, form we need them to, you know. So uh, I've, I've spoke with, like I said, the other coaches, the winter coaches and principal and, and AD, and we've worked it out to where and I, 
think there are 15 days that basketball um, is they're going to start practice a little later, about 4.30-ish or so. And the baseball guys that overlap, they're going to come down and practice with us from 3.45 to 4.30. So that way they can get their practices in, get their arm in shape, get some swings in, and then go practice basketball or play their game or whatever they got going on that evening. And the same with wrestling. And we're not going to let them play games or matches at the at the same time you know as far as you know baseball game on wednesday a, a basketball game on tuesday a baseball game back on wednesday yeah that's, that's a lot on a kid and you know i know some of the boys are aggravated that you know they're not going to get a complete season of both but at the same time with everything going on i'm tickled to death we're getting to play you know and it, it, it is what it is it's not a normal year and you know hopefully we could, they can make the best of, of both situations as far as sports go and win as much as they possibly can and, and have great seasons in both of them. Needless to say, it's going to be an interesting spring beginning the 1st of March at Ripley High School when it comes to athletics. It'll be a little busy, I think. <laughs> it's going to be busy for two radio guys. I know that for a fact, but, <laughs> but we're, so. we're looking forward to it. We miss being around uh, everyone. We miss being uh, at Ripley High School for athletics. Coach, best of luck this spring. Here's to having a having a season first, but then having a successful season on top of that. Best of luck to you. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate all you guys do for us and for Ripley High School. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.